Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Waite. I'm going to read some things today that'll take us to the late 1700s. This was the time of the Royal Proclamation by King George, as well as the beginnings of the American Revolutionary War. So the first thing I'm going to read is from the Canadian Encyclopedia.ca. Quote, The Royal Proclamation of 1763 was issued by King George III on 17 October 1763. It established the basis for governing the North American territories surrendered by France to Britain in the Treaty of Paris 1763 following the Seven Years' War. It introduced policies meant to assimilate the French population to British rule. These policies ultimately failed and were replaced by the Quebec Act of 1774. The Royal Proclamation also set the constitutional structure for the negotiation of treaties with the indigenous inhabitants of large sections of Canada. It is referenced in Section 25 of the Constitution Act 1982. As such, it has been labeled an Indian Magna Carta or an Indian Bill of Rights. The proclamation also contributed to the outbreak of the American Revolutionary War in 1775. The proclamation legally defined the North American interior west of the Appalachian Mountains as a vast indigenous reserve. This angered people in the 13 colonies who desired Western expansion. End quote. It actually angered people so much that there was a massacre on the Moravian Indian Reservation around that time after the uh, proclamation was made. And it angered people in the 13 colonies so much that they went to war against the British. They didn't want to be ruled. They wanted to go westward. They didn't want the land to be reserved for native people. And in the American Declaration of Independence, written about that time, is a statement that refers to native people as merciless savages. So these all work together to create the North America that we have today. This had its beginnings before America began in 1776, right? When they made their Declaration of Independence, they wanted to be independent because they didn't want to follow the rules that Britain was making. And one of the rules that Britain was making by King George III was the Royal Proclamation, which said that indigenous inhabitants basically weren't to be wronged. So now I'm going to read the Royal Proclamation of 1763. It's also available on the internet. The Royal Proclamation, October 7, 1763. By the King, a proclamation, George R., Whereas we have taken into our royal consideration the extensive and valuable acquisitions in America, secured to our crown by the late definitive Treaty of Peace, concluded at Paris the 10th day of February last, and being desirous that all our loving subjects, as well of our kingdom as of our colonies in America, may avail themselves with all convenient speed of the great benefits and advantages which must accrue therefrom to their commerce, manufactures, and navigation. We have thought fit, with the advice of our Privy Council, to issue this our royal proclamation, hereby to publish and declare to all our loving subjects that we have, with the advice of our said Privy Council, granted our letters patent, under our great seal of Great Britain, to erect within the countries and islands ceded and confirmed to us by the said treaty, four distinct and separate governments, 
styled and called by the names of Quebec, East Florida, West Florida, and Grenada, and limited and bounded as follows, viz. First, the government of Quebec bounded on the Labrador coast by the River St. John and from thence by a line drawn from the head of that river through the Lake St. John to the south end of the Lake Nipissim, from whence the said line crossing the River St. Lawrence and the Lake Champlain in 45 degrees of north latitude passes along the highlands which divide the rivers that empty themselves into the said River St. Lawrence from those which fall into the sea, and also along the north coast of the Bay de Chaleur and the coast of the Gulf of St. Lawrence to Cape Rosier, and from thence crossing the mouth of the river St. Lawrence by the west end of the island of Anticosti, terminates at the aforesaid river of St. John. Secondly, the government of East Florida, bounded by the westward by the Gulf of Mexico and by the Apalachicola River, to the northward by a line drawn from that part of the said river where the Chattahoochee and Flint Rivers meet, to the source of St. Mary's River, and by the course of the said river to the Atlantic Ocean, and to the eastward and southward by the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Florida, including all islands within six leagues of the sea coast. Thirdly, the government of West Florida, bounded to the southward by the Gulf of Mexico, including all islands within six leagues of the coast, from the river Apalachicola to Lake Pontchartrain, to the westward by the said lake, the Lake Morapa and the River Mississippi, to the northward by a line drawn due east from that part of the River Mississippi, which lies in 31 degrees north latitude, to the River Apalachicola or Chattahoochee, and to the eastward by the said river. Fourthly, the government of Grenada, comprehending the island of that name, together with the Grenadines, and the islands of Dominico, St. Vincent's, and Tobago, and to the end that the open and free fishery of our subjects may be extended to and carried on upon the coast of Labrador and the adjacent islands, we have thought fit with the advice from our said Privy Council to put all that coast from the river St. John's to Hudson's Straits, together with the islands of Anticosti and Madeleine, and all other smaller islands lying upon the said coast under the care and inspection of our governor of Newfoundland. We have also, with the advice of our Privy Council, thought fit to annex the islands of St. John's and Cape Breton, or Isle Royale, with the lesser islands adjacent thereto, to our government of Nova Scotia. We have also, with the advice of our Privy Council aforesaid, annexed to our province of Georgia, all the lands lying between the rivers Alatamaha and St. Mary's. And whereas it will greatly contribute to the speedy settling of our set new governments, that our loving subjects should be informed of our paternal care for the security of the liberties and properties of those who are and shall become inhabitants thereof. We have thought fit to publish and declare by this our proclamation that we have in the letters patent under our great seal of Great Britain, by which the said governments are constituted, given express power and direction to our governors of our said colonies respectively, that so soon as the state of circumstances of the said colonies will admit thereof, 
they shall, with the advice and consent of the members of our council, summon and call general assemblies within the said governments respectively, in such manner and form as is used and directed in those colonies and provinces in America which are under our immediate government. And we have also given power to the said governors, with the consent of our said councils and the representatives of the people, so to be summoned as aforesaid, to make, constitute, and ordain laws, statutes, and ordinances for the public peace, welfare, and good government of our said colonies, and of the people and inhabitants thereof, as near as may be agreeable to the laws of England, and under such regulations and restrictions as are used in other colonies, and in the meantime, and until such assemblies can be called, as aforesaid, all persons inhabiting in or resorting to our said colonies, may confide in our royal protection for the enjoyment and benefit of the laws of our realm of England, for which purpose we have given power under our great seal to the governors of our said colonies respectively to erect and constitute, with the advice of our said councils respectively, courts of judicature and public justice within our said colonies for hearing and determining all causes as well as criminal and civil according to law and equity as near and as may be agreeable to the laws of England, with liberty to all persons who may think themselves aggrieved by the sentences of such courts in all civil cases to appeal under the usual limitations and restrictions to us in our Privy Council. We have also thought fit, with our advice of our Privy Council as aforesaid, to give unto the governors and councils of our said three new colonies upon the continent full power and authority to settle and agree with the inhabitants of our said new colonies, or to with any other persons who shall resort thereto for such lands, tenements, and hereditaments as are now or hereafter shall be in our power to dispose of, and them to grant in any such person or persons upon such terms, and under such moderate quit-rents, services, and acknowledgments, as have been appointed and settled in our other colonies, and under such other conditions as shall appear to us to be necessary and expedient for the advantage of the grantees and the improvement and settlement of our said colonies. And whereas we are desirous upon all occasions to testify our royal sense and approbation of the conduct and bravery of the officers and soldiers of our armies, and to reward the same, we do hereby command and empower our governors of our said three new colonies and all other our governors of our several provinces on the continent of North America to grant without fee or reward to such reduced officers as have served in North America during the late war and to such private soldiers as have been or shall be disbanded in America and are actually residing there and shall personally apply for the same the following quantities of lands subject at the expiration of ten years to the same quit-rents and other lands are subject to in the province within which they are granted, as also subject to the same conditions of cultivation and improvement, viz. To every person having a rank of a field officer, 5,000 acres. To every captain, 3,000 acres. To every subaltern or staff officer, 2,000 acres to every non-commissioned officer, 200 acres, to every private man, 50 acres. 
We do likewise authorize and require the governors and commanders-in-chief of all our said colonies upon the continent of North America to grant the like quantities of land and upon the same conditions to such reduced officers of our navy of like rank as served on board our ships of war in North America at the times of the reduction of Louisbourg and Quebec in the late war, and who shall personally apply to our respective governors for such grants. And whereas it is just and reasonable, and essential to our interest and the security of our colonies, that the several nations or tribes of nations with whom we are connected, and who live under our protection, should not be molested or disturbed in the possession of such parts of our dominions and territories as, not having been ceded to or purchased by us, are reserved to them, or any of them as their hunting grounds, as we do therefore with the advice of our privy council, declare it to be our royal will and pleasure that no governor or commander-in-chief in any of our colonies of Quebec, East Florida, or West Florida do presume upon any pretense whatever to grant warrants of survey or pass any patents for lands beyond the bounds of their respective governments, as described in their commissions, as also that no governor or commander-in-chief in any of our other colonies or plantations in America do presume for the present and until our further pleasure be known to grant warrants of survey or pass patents for any lands beyond the heads or sources of any of the rivers which fall into the Atlantic Ocean from the west and northwest, or upon any lands whatever, which, not having been ceded to or purchased by us, as aforesaid, are reserved to the said Indians or any of them. And we do further declare it to be our royal will and pleasure, for the present as aforesaid, to reserve under our sovereignty, protection, and dominion for the use of the said Indians all the lands and territories not included within the limits of our said three new governments or within the limits of the territory granted to the Hudson's Bay Company, as also all the lands and territories lying to the westward of the sources of the rivers which fall into the sea from the west and northwest as aforesaid. And we do hereby strictly forbid, on pain of our displeasure, all our loving subjects from making any purchases or settlements whatever, or taking possession of any of the lands above reserved without our especial leave and license for that purpose first obtained. And we do further strictly enjoin and require all persons whatever who have either willfully or inadvertently seated themselves upon any lands within the countries above described or upon any other lands which, not having been ceded to or purchased by us, are still reserved to the said Indians as aforesaid, forthwith to remove themselves from such settlements. And whereas great frauds and abuses have been committed in purchasing lands of the Indians, and to the great prejudice of our interests, and to the great dissatisfaction of the said Indians, in order therefore to prevent such irregularities for the future, and to the end that the Indians may be convinced of our justice and determined resolution to remove all reasonable cause of discontent, we do, with the advice of our privy council, strictly enjoin and require that no private person do presume to make any purchase from the said Indians of any lands reserved to the said Indians, within those parts of our colonies where we have thought proper to allow settlement, but that if at any time any of the said Indians should be inclined to dispose of the said lands, 
the same shall be purchased only for us in our name at some public meeting or assembly of the said Indians, to be held for that purpose by the governor or commander-in-chief of our colony, respectively, within which they shall lie. And in case they shall lie within the limits of any proprietary government, they shall be purchased only for the use and in the name of such proprietaries, conformable to such directions and instructions as we or they shall think proper to give for that purpose. And we do, by the advice of our privy council, declare and enjoin that the trade with the said Indians shall be free and open to all our subjects whatever, provided that every person who may incline to trade with the said Indians do take out a license for carrying on such trade from the governor or commander-in-chief of any of our colonies, respectively, where such persons shall reside, and also give security to observe such regulations as we shall at any time think fit, by ourselves or by our commissaries, to be appointed for this purpose, to direct and appoint for the benefit of the said trade. And we do hereby authorize and join and require the governors and commanders-in-chief of all our colonies respectively, as well as those under our immediate government, as those under the government and direction of proprietaries, to grant such licenses without fee or reward, taking special care to insert therein a condition that such license shall be void and the security forfeited in case the person to whom the same is granted shall refuse or neglect to observe such regulations as we shall think proper to prescribe as aforesaid. And we do further expressly enjoin and require all officers whatever, as well military as those employed in the management and direction of Indian affairs, within the territories reserved as aforesaid for the use of the said Indians, to seize and apprehend all persons whatever, who, standing charged with treason, misprisions of treason, murders or other felonies or misdemeanors, shall fly from justice and take refuge in the said territory, and to send them under a proper guard to the colony where the crime was committed of which they stand accused in order to take their trial for the same. Given at our court at St. James the 7th day of October 1763 in the year of our reign. God save the King. End quote. The Royal Proclamation was what instigated the American Revolutionary War. As I said earlier, there was also a massacre on a Moravian Indian reservation. And that was the beginning of America's westward expansion all the way to the West Coast. There was subsequent wars like the War of 1812. And then all through this time, America grew in power. Britain maintained its power. And the indigenous groups of North America lost their power. What happened at the same time is the Americans and the British made agreements to conquer the continent, despite what this royal proclamation said. And this was all long before many of the numbered treaties in Canada, although there were other treaties that had been signed before the royal proclamation. But I won't get into that here. So the royal proclamation is taught a little bit in schools, but I don't know if the people learning and teaching really understand what this document means and what its effects on North America have really been. America talks about freedom and independence, but really their freedom and independence came at the expense and at the genocide of indigenous people. That has to be taught alongside the fact that there was a royal proclamation made in 1763. 
That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.